Blog Talk Radio. to you, Blog Talk Radio Nation. You are tuned into page one. I am LeVar, and of course, flying solo on this Friday. <laughs> Not sure if I'm ready for that too much, but I uh, hope that everybody is out there enjoying their day. And of course, before I get anything out of the way, I uh, hope that you can join us on our variety of platforms that we're on if you're not aware. Of course, you can catch us over at Twitter at NewsCommentBTR, which I want to talk about that, by the way, because I just realized. Uh, probably in the midst of anything, is that the last three letters of what our show is, <laughs> um, of course, what BTR it stands for, Blog Talk Radio, but I'm beginning to find that it's now becoming an issue because BTR also, if you're on Twitter, stands for Big Time Rush, the band. And for some odd reason, I've realized that over the last few months, we had a lot of Big Time Rush fans like joining our site. Not Big Time Rush. It's News Comet Blog Talk Radio. But you can catch us there at News Comet BTR. I have no plans on changing it right now, but if it gets a little bit too out of control, it probably will change. But as for right now, it's at News Comet Blog Talk Radio, so I hope you can join us over there. Also, you can join us over at our official webpage at newscommentbtr.wix.com forward slash fan page. And... Um, of course, there you can also get our email address. You can email us, send us your comments, send us your suggestions. They're always welcome. But like I said, flying solo this week, Mary's not here. She's actually off uh, doing motherly things this week, um, as she explained to you guys last week. So uh, you've got me here for the next half hour. And, of course, if you want to call, uh, of course, you can always call me, 323-580-5600. But um, besides that, I'm going to go right into some of the topics that uh, we are talking about this week, one of which was something that I kind of want to comment on. And, um, of course, this week, if you have not heard, Tiger Woods and Lindsey Vaughn, the gold medal skier, officially announced that they were dating, came out with some dating picks, um, couples picks. <laughs> which I don't know why you would have to do that if you're going to officially announce your dating. It's almost kind of like a, a marriage type of stuff, but I digress. But anyway, there was a story that came out a day or so afterwards, uh, pretty much on the same day that they announced that they were dating. The couple was spotted together arriving at a junior baseball game in Jupiter, Florida, but Vaughn never got out of the car. 
According to the Daily Mail, Vaughn stayed inside Woods' black Mercedes for an hour while he went to watch his daughter Samantha play ball, reportedly to avoid running into the golfer's ex-wife, Ellen Nordegren, who was also at the game. Now, Woods and Nordegren, who divorced in 2010, sat at opposite ends of the stadium. Nordegren is reportedly dating billionaire Chris Klein. But it brought up actually something that I thought about, and to me, I actually applaud Lindsay for doing that. Now, a lot of people are saying that she was hiding. She's got no reason to hide. Um, and if that's somebody who he's seeing, and assuming that all parties have moved on, I mean, it has been two years. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> See, she's not here. All choked up. But seeing that the couple has moved on, to me, I think it's in the best interest of all that you don't come out right away in front of the kids. I think the major problem that goes on from time to time, especially with relationships like this, is that people are too quick to bring the significant other in. Now, I know it's going to be some controversy here, but I actually applaud parents who, when they break up, don't try to put the kid in a situation as to where they've got to like whoever they're seeing right off the bat, because chances are they're not. And I actually applaud Lindsay for actually staying in the car. She didn't even really have to go. But I know she was probably around, and Tiger probably just happened to go by and catch his kid for a game for about an hour. And if I'm Lindsay, heck, I really would have drove off somewhere. Probably would have went to McDonald's and grabbed a bike to eat and said, hey, I'll come back and get you. But I actually applaud her for sitting in the car because the thing is is that you don't want to, and I know for those kids, this is all something so brand new. Now, not on mom's side because she's reportedly been seeing this guy for a few months. But on Tiger's side, this is something a little bit more brand new. And for the press to kind of come out on Lindsay and say that she was hiding or she, you know, did a cowardly act by not showing her face, why? Think about it if it was in reverse. If you separate it from your spouse, would you want them right away to bring someone that they're dating in on family events, special events? I don't think so. That actually gets a little awkward. But uh, for Tiger and Lindsay, it's going to be interesting to note uh, here, you have two high-profile athletes. I don't know how this is going to work, especially once we get around to, and I'm not sure if she's still active, and I'm pretty sure she is, but once we get around to Winter Olympics, and I'm pretty sure you'll see Tiger there. Luckily, their sports uh, kind of uh, seasons kind of overlap there. Lindsay's more of a winter sport athlete. Tigers, spring and summer. So, like I said, hopefully it works. Uh, of course, everyone's still not happy with Tiger the way it went down. But, hey, at least both couples have moved on. It seems like they are trying to live their life. If you're interested... <laughs> This hasn't been a good week or a good month for anything cruise ship inspired, but after a torrent of cruise ship inspired horror stories, this coming from Radar Online, it says it would be natural to assume that vacationers are wary of getting their feet wet and walking the game plank once again. But however, a travel company that promises to match smoking hot cougars, as they put it, I didn't say it, with hunky young cubs may be just what the ailing industry needs to inject a dose of sexy fun. Stay with me here. Cougar Cruise, 
is the brainchild of the Singles Travel Company, and they've been setting sail since 2009, attracting women in their mid-40s and their younger prey, aged 25 to 35 years old, for tropical trips. This is reported by NBCNews.com. Rich Ghost, who runs CougarEvents.com, yes, there is a website, says, quote, we try as much as possible to get as close to 50-50 as we can, but we never succeed in getting enough cougars for everybody. Now, his group, the Society of Singles Professionals, sponsors the Cougar Cruise, adding that a percentage of the raunchy female revelers are, quote, in their 60s and early 70s, too. Now, the package holiday is certainly not for the shy or faint-hearted, as passengers are encouraged to get together every night before dinner, and an annual hot tub party is obligatory. As for the clientele on the party boat, quote, there are definitely the boozy and Botox cougars on the cruise for sure, but there were definitely absolutely normal, empowered, confident women that were not aggressive, that were classy. And she describes the young male pastors as, quote, old souls. They're very talented, they're very educated, and they don't relate to a lot of women their age. And despite turning down a post-cruise proposal from one hunky young cub trying to, or trying for his luck when they hit dry land, uh, one of the spokesmen, her name is, she's a former Miss Kugel International. I don't know how you get that um, title, but her name is Amy Luna Madrino. She says she is still a firm believer in intergenerational relationships. And she says that when she saw the graduate, she was 20 years old, and she says, I identify with the daughters because she had choices. She says, I don't identify with Mrs. Robinson. I identify with Miss Robinson, and so does my generation. Now, the upcoming December 2013 Cougar Cruise departs from Miami, Florida, and visits Coco Cay and Nassau in the Bahamas. Prices start at $339 for a five-night trip, which includes meals and entertainment. <sighs> you know... Even though I think we're all going to sit there and judge, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we all will, I'd say God bless you. If you, if that's your thing, and I think we talked about this on last week's show, uh, where the debate came up, and I, and I talked about it with friends this week as well, where the wonderful debate came up about the proper age gap, I guess, for a relationship especially if it's a May-December relationship or among men and women. It's the same thing here with the Cougar Cruise, except it's probably a little bit older. <laughs> but you know what? Whether it was older guys, younger women's cruise, older women, younger guys' cruise, I'm going to say at this point, even though I think personally that the age group probably should be around seven before it gets that egg factor, if that's one of your things, if you're a ladies, if you're a younger guy, so be it. Guys, if you're into a younger woman and they're into you, you lucked out. But the Cougar Cruise, if you are interested, <laughs> sets sail for December. I'm not sure um, the availabilities for it, but hey, if you're a Cougar, you're interested, get on board. It's almost like the love boat. You know what? I think I'd actually like to see a reality show based on that. I mean, if you're going to already have another one with Cougars, you might as well have one with this one. Go ahead, have fun. I just want <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it's just one of those stories where after a while, 
you know, this is the sad thing. I think nobody would have pulled this off probably 20, 25 years ago. I think a lot of people probably would have looked down on it. Probably a lot of people would have protested about it. Probably a lot of people would have asked them to please just pull the plug on it. But you know what? I think we've got to a point now in society where it is pretty much almost a norm. But you could say that for a lot of other things, too. A lot of other things now are just about pretty much the norm. And I tell people, you know, nothing really surprises me anymore because now we are pretty much an out-there society. And I guess in some ways, good or bad, it's a good thing. But in some ways, too, we're not an out-there society. Some things are still pretty much looked down on. Uh, overseas, you know, with the adult industry, it's pretty much an out-there thing. I understand why it isn't here, because we're trying to protect uh, certain age groups from actually seeing it. But certain things now are just out there. And whether it is older people dating younger people or uh, relationships that at one time were forbidden, now not being forbidden, I like it. I actually think it's good to have it out there. Fantastic. Open-mindedness. Hey, it works. Another story that we found this week, something actually interesting and I think that all of us could relate to, but I actually think it's kind of stupid because I don't think it actually, uh, per se, uh, really captures who we are. But the report from Cambridge University says to be careful what you like. And what it means by like, it means on your Facebook. Because your Facebook footprint could give away more than your favorite music and movies. Now, after analyzing data from 58,000 people, researchers were able to predict with pretty good accuracy things like religion, intelligence, emotional stability, and even whether or not someone's parents were divorced, all by looking at Facebook likes. For instance, people who gave a thumbs up to the Colbert report, I'm sorry, I'm going to get that so wrong, I don't watch it, had a higher IQ, while drug users showed a penchant for the cinematic opus that is Big Mama's House. Now, see, I would think that that would actually be the other movie, I think the one, what was it, with uh, Dave Chappelle and uh, it was a couple other people. But anyway, there are ten bizarre examples of what your Facebook likes really say about you. Now, follow with me on this here. If you like the Colbert Report, according to the smarts factor, they say that you have a high IQ. If you like Brett Michaels, <laughs> they say you have a low IQ. In regards to relationship status, if you like the Hunger Games, you're single. If you like Huggies, the Huggies, actually the, the diapers, you're taken. No stuff. As for drug use, if you like Big Mama's house, you're high. <laughs> and if you like basketball player Paul Gasol, you're clean. Which I don't get what Paul Gasol has to do with drug use, but anyway. In regards to friend count, if you like Jennifer Lopez, you're popular. If you like In-N-Out Burger, you're a loner. This is their study, not mine. In regards to emotional stability, if you like the Adams Family movies, the ones that came out a few years ago, or even the television show, I think, you're neurotic. 
And if you like soccer, you're a calm person. I'm not sure if you're a calm person because of <laughs> the assumption of what some soccer players like to do in their spare time. Just kidding. Uh, but it says here that you are a calm person. So that was an interesting study for Men's Health Magazine, which I don't really get. Okay, if I like, what if I like Jennifer Lopez and I like, you know, uh, In-N-Out Burger? Am I a popular loner? <laughs> I don't know. If I like to watch Lakers games with Paul Gasol while watching Big Mama's house afterwards, am I clean and high? And what if you like the Hunger Games and you also like Huggies? You're a single parent, I guess? Or you're taken? Oh. Very interesting. But uh, that's the latest study from Cambridge. I I just want to know who pays for these studies. I I really would love to know because some of these seem like such a waste of time. Huge waste of time. I think it's stuff that we could already tell people. But in this world of social media, I guess we're trying to really capture people or we're trying to figure out exactly who they are. I don't know. Go figure. You know, we haven't had technology news on this show in a little bit, but there is something out there I think that's kind of disturbing. I found this article last week, and it is about a computer virus that's currently out there. And I, it came from uh, Yahoo News, and it talked about how from hundreds of miles away, Someone could be sitting at their monitor watching an unsuspecting person use their computer to undress, go to sleep, and they have no idea that you're being watched. And that these remote attackers have installed software to control your webcam. And what's worse, they're recording all of your actions and posting these videos to YouTube or trading the videos with other warriors online. What it is, pretty much, is that it's called a ratter's computer virus. And uh, they use what's called a RAT, which is a remote access tool. And they say that this scenario is happening more and more and that there's a myriad of photos and videos available online indicating that the practice is getting easier and more popular with an online community called RATters. They use, as I said, these RATs to activate the webcams of compromised computers and record video of unsuspecting users. They call the owners of these infected computers slaves and compromising videos, especially of female slaves, are openly traded and posted on YouTube. The practice of taking over a computer is not new. Hackers, of course, have produced software for years that gives complete control of a machine to a remote attacker. Aspects of these tools are also common in the IT field for offering remote tech support. But what's new is the community of remote attackers who have formed it, uh, in hacking forms uh, to share or trade access to the enslaved computers and talk about their exploits. Now, a detailed article on Ars Technica, journalist Nate Anderson probes into the members at backpackforms.net, which he says has more than 134 pages of posts featuring captured images and video of males of female slaves. Some are recorded from webcams, and others are for videos or images found on the hard drives of compromised computers that their owners thought were private and secure. Now, beyond invading a victim's privacy, ratters, have tools in their software to scare or annoy remote victims. They can open and close their DVD drives, display graphic images on screen, have the computer read aloud using text-to-speech applications, or even hide the start button. Now, while this type of unauthorized computer intrusion is clearly against the law, the fight against ratting is a challenge. There are many free or low-cost programs already available online, 
Attackers are not usually local or in close proximity to victims, and while any one form of rattlers can be shut down, others could easily pop up elsewhere. Now, pretty much victims are infected with remote uh, access tools the same way many viruses spread, by opening attachments, drive-by downloads from sketchy sites, downloading files from torrent, uh, torrents or file-sharing sites, or being tricked into clicking links through social media sites. Now, there is a way to protect yourself, and it says the good news is that these tools can be detected and held at bay. First, pay attention to the little light next to your webcam. Now, if at any time it's lit and you aren't using your webcam, find out why it's engaged by running either an antivirus program or hitting Control-Alt-Delete to see what processes are actively running. Now, if you see anything suspicious, it's time to disconnect from the Internet and disinfect. Best practices to stay safe include using a firewall, keeping all software up to date, and using an antivirus program. Also, staying away from torrent sites and sketchy websites will add a layer of protection, as many ratters... Uh, they seed files to these sites disguised as free music videos, music or software programs. And if your paranoia is high and you really want to be sure your webcam isn't spying on you, uh, some have suggested taping a piece of paper over the camera. But this does nothing to protect your information or image video files already on your computer. You know, it, it's a very scary thing once we've gotten in this uh, computer age now where Hackers who pretty much have nothing else better to do <laughs> pretty much will go in there. And that's very scary. And I'm not sure if anybody or any of you out there have had things happen where the cameras just come on automatically or um, things have just kind of taken over like that. But it's gotten down to a point of where, you know, you've heard in recent weeks about hacking and um, computer hackers who are actually being hired to uh, stay on top of the game for different agencies so that they're not attacked. And in this world now, the way in which people are getting hurt is not through physical means, but it's through computer means, which is very, very scary, and it's just another part of the world that we live in. Sadly, you have to stay ahead of the game in regards to, I guess, beating these hackers to the punch and not clicking on anything, which... You know, it pretty much gets to a point of where you know if it's a letter from somewhere that you are not familiar with. And even sometimes, too, our friends can get hacked, send us emails, and it will show a little link. But you know if it does not look kosher, don't click on it. Chances are it's not. We'll just put it like that. Finally today, some good news for those of you who are fans. Simon and Garfunkel's song Sounds of Silence, which was written amid the turmoil following President John F. Kennedy's assassination back in 1963, will join Chubby Checker's 1960 dance hit, Twist, as two of 25 recordings selected for preservation at the Library of Congress. Now, these are just a few sounds in the 20th century being added to the National Recording Registry on Thursday for long-term preservation due to their cultural, artistic, and historical importance. The library said Checker's rendition of the Twist became a single uh, symbol for the energy and excitement of the early 1960s after American Bandstand host Dick Clark, who uh, chose Checker to record a new version of the song. Later, the 1966 album Sound of Silence by Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel was a hit in its day, but not before the duo struggled and split early on. Now, their song, for the aftermath of his uh, assassination, uh, initially flopped, but it became a hit after it was re-edited as a single. That prompted the duo to reunite and quickly record another album under a similar title. 
reached by the Associated Press, Garfunkel said that he's thrilled and flattered to have his work uh, preserved in the Library of Congress. He said that the hit album was a life changer for him and Simon, and that there's something fundamentally appealing about the simplicity of those lines. Also, uh, some of the other recordings, uh, other selections included the original 1949 cast album for South Pacific, the soundtrack to the popular 1977 movie Saturday Night Fever, starring John Travolta and featuring the Bee Gees, which revived the disco craze. Um, the recording that received the highest number of public nominations for this year's registry was Pink Floyd's The Dark Side of the Moon. The library said it was notable as an example of brilliant, innovative production and service of the music. The selections for all of these span from 1918 to 1980, and represent nearly every musical and recording category. Recordings by Will Rogers, Jimmy Davis, President Dwight D. Eisenhower capture part of the political climate of their eras. In 1931, Rogers' radio broadcasts at a low point in the Great Depression include a folksy chat with President Herbert Hoover to kick off a nationwide unemployment relief campaign. Davis's 1940 recording of You Are My Sunshine became his election campaign theme song while running for governor of Louisiana. It became one of the most popular country songs of all time in the state song of Louisiana in 1977. Eisenhower's voice was carried in a pre-recorded message in 1958, which was carried by the first communication satellite launched on a U.S. rocket. His message of peace to the world transmitted from space was touted as a victory in the space race after the Soviet Union launched a satellite the year before. Also, Van Clyburn's Cold War piano performance in Moscow, where he won the prestigious Tchaikovsky International Piano Competition at 23 also was selected. At the time in 1958, Time Magazine noted that uh, his appearance and tour of the Soviet Union, quote, had a more favorable impact on more Russians than any U.S. export of world or deed since World War II. Now, earlier this year, the Library of Congress unveiled an extensive plan to help libraries and archives nationwide to preserve recorded sound to guard against losing historic recordings. It's proposing 32 recommendations to Congress on actions to preserve endangered audio. You know, it's very important. Actually, you know, as an audio geek, uh, one who likes that stuff, it um, it's really important. And I think the question that we posted on our Facebook and Twitter pages kind of brings up the same thing, that if you could save a piece of audio, and, of course, that would span from 1918 to 1980, so I'm going to go a little bit more current, if you could save anything from 1980 to present day for from use probably 50 years from now, what would it be? Actually, I kind of had a few ideas, and I'm pretty sure it might pop up again. But I actually said that I would save the – and, of course, now for, at that point, all we had was audio, not video. But I think if I'm going to save audio, I would want to save Michael Jackson's Thriller. I would probably want to save the audio context of probably uh, President Obama's speech on race that he made when he was a presidential candidate. I think I would probably also want to save the audio of uh, Ronald Reagan's speech when uh, he pressured Mikhail Gorbachev to tear down the wall. There's a lot of things probably from 1980 to now that are uh, going to 50 years from now be viable in regards to audio content, I probably even want to save uh, some radio programs, probably from around the 80s and 90s. It's going, to, it's going to be interesting to look back, I think, 50 years from now and to see just how popular some artists were. But what would you save? 
Let us know on News Comment BTR or on Facebook at News and Comment Network Blog Talk Radio, or let us know through any of our many platforms. You've got no excuse to miss where we're at. We're also on iTunes, too, so you can get all of these shows for free through our podcast. So subscribe or pick your favorite one today. But the clock on the wall is telling me that our time is up. Actually, that went quicker. I thought we were only going to be here for like 20 minutes or more. But join me next week for another edition of Page One. Hopefully Mary's back by then. And uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Have a great week, everybody.